0: Mora conducts physician-led support groups, helping people live healthier, happier lives free from chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension, and obesity. And on our podcast, Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marvis, we bring to you nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests to empower and inspire you with their knowledge and stories of plant-based lifestyle so that you can be your healthiest self. The
1: podcast. I'm super excited today. We're going to have a new format. So we have multiple guests who have some incredible healing stories of autoimmune disease, some ovarian cysts, some very interesting stuff there, and also weight loss, just feeling better, as you guys all know. So let me welcome everyone. I've got Lexa Tremel, how are you? Great, thanks for having me. Excellent. And we have Kimberly Herbert, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How how about yourself? Very good, (laughs) very good. And Carl Zingle, how are you today?
2: Pretty damn good
1: all right very good and um this is gonna be a fun assuming fun group <laughs> i can just tell good energy amazing stories so why don't we start with lexa you know i really am intrigued by your story because we get a lot of patients ask about female issues and if you wouldn't mind telling us um some highlights of kind of where your story is and what happened and we'll, we'll go from there
0: sure yeah of course um, So yeah, my name is Lexa Tremel. I'm 24 and I'm from Denver, Colorado. I actually just moved here. Um, I have always been interested in a plant-based diet. I've always been drawn to it. Um, I kind of tried on and off throughout high school and college and didn't really have the support. At that time I wasn't cooking for myself so it was a little bit more tough. Um, But as I went through college, I was kind of constantly sick or dealing with um, female issues like UTIs and yeast infections and bad periods and all of these things that are kind of taboo and just um, people don't talk about them or they talk about them as being normal. Um, After I graduated college, I had another kind of rough six months and finally got diagnosed with an ovarian teratoma, which is a benign, ended up being a benign tumor um, that was about 11 centimeters so it's pretty wow like my entire <laughs> being is <laughs> really yeah. scary uh, i was told by the surgeon that i may not be able to have children i was 22 at the time wow. i was told that um the surgery would probably fix most of it or that they'd have to remove at least one of my ovaries it was a really a really scary time um i had been doing research on a plant-based diet for up to four years at this point but hadn't truly committed that day i came home from the doctor's office and i went fully um actually raw vegan for about a month um i have some mentors dr ruby Lathon is a um a systems engineer phd in washington dc who healed a cancerous thyroid tumor uh, by diet alone, and then Serena Williams, um, other Olympians who follow a plant-based diet. So I immediately did that. And by the time I had my surgery, a month and a half later, the ovarian cysts were gone. A lot of the tumor had cleared up. I didn't have acne. I uh, about six months after the, maybe maybe eight months after the surgery, I ran my first 10, 10 mile race, and then a 15 mile Spartan race after that because I finally had energy. I no longer had the chronic fatigue, I no longer had the knee pain. Um, I just totally transformed my diet and it it started with that day that I said,'m I'm, I'm done feeling this way. I'm done people telling me that I was just anxious or that stress is common. I said, this isn't the way to live. And mm-hmm. and I think I was right. Well, you were exactly right. And congratulations for being so young and
1: making this transition. I mean, I think I was, I don't know, 40, 41 <laughs> when I did this. So that's fabulous. And so with the surgery was
0: successful and? It was, um, I had about, 10% of one of my ovaries removed, um, but they said at the beginning that I may have to have a full hysterectomy. So for me, that month of um, really following my intuition paid off. Wow, and great, well, that's fantastic. So I have a lot more questions for you, but let's
1: we'll go ahead and jump on over here to Kimberly. And okay. you have a little bit more complicated history as well. So can you share yeah. with us your story, please? Yeah, um,
3: my daughter and I opened a coffee shop um, together to, so that we could get her through college. And so we, we had an end date in mind. And once she graduated, um, we decided to close the shop, luckily because I had just turned 50 and I started feeling really bad. And I, at first I thought it was menopause, but my menopause symptoms were really mild. Uh, like I didn't do any um, type of hormone therapy or anything like that. And so um, it, be- it started to become obvious that that's not what it was. And so about, it took me three years and I went through 12 doctors and I finally got a diagnosis um, about two years after I started feeling bad, um, all the hair on the left side of my head started falling out in clumps. Mm -hmm. and so it was my mission to save the right side of my head, (laughs) and so, and I, and I'm really grateful that my hair fell out, because I would not have known that I was so sick, and I don't think that I would have pursued um, a diagnosis as hard, because um, at the time, I had really long, thick, curly hair, and I was kind of famous for my, Mm -hmm. for my hair, like I couldn't go anywhere without people recognizing me, and I felt like that was my best feature, and I felt like also that it was the universe saying, look, we're going to take your best feature away until you figure out what's going on, and until you can um, get the information that you need to help others, so um, I was grateful for the diagnosis finally, and so I just started doing a ton of research, you know, like I said, I'm in Amarillo, Texas, and I was by myself, mm-hmm. and, you know, even today, people think I'm crazy, I mean, they're like, what <laughs> so anyway I found I found a book um by Brooke Goldner she mm-hmm. wrote that book um how to cure lupus in, with supermarket foods and I ordered it and then I thought that doesn't make any sense because you know I, my first job out of um school was at a health food store I had never heard that never but I thought you know I don't have anything to lose I got a death sentence and so I'm I'm gonna try it. And so I, I read that book in just a couple of hours because it's a quick read. And um, I went strict. And I remember talking to my doctor because she wrote me a bunch of prescriptions and I said, I'm not taking any, any medication. I'm not going that route because my mom uh, was diagnosed with uh, MS and she passed away due to complications uh, of MS when she was 52. Wow. And I saw how quickly she went down after she started her medications. And I just, I just wasn't going to go that route. And so, um, five weeks later, I, I did not test positive for lupus. Wow. And then, um, it took about a year for my hair to start growing back. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm, and I had, I also had Raynaud's since mm-hmm. I was, I can't ever not remember having it. I thought I was born with it. And, um, my doctors would say, you know, it's just a circulatory issue. It's not going to kill you, but you're going to die with it, you know? So I just lived with it, but immediately, immediately, I want to say within just a few days, I started feeling a lot better. So, um, and it's just gotten better since then. So I'm just, I'm grateful and, and hopefully, you know, we can get the word out to others mm-hmm. to let them know that they have a choice. You mm-hmm. don't have to go that uh, traditional medication route. So.
1: And how many years ago was this?
3: Um, I was diagnosed with lupus. No, I got sick in 2015 and okay. um, and I got well in 2018 and I've been um, free of everything since then.
1: Wow. Wow. Thankfully. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Lupus is a really tricky disease. It's, um, yeah. man. Yeah. My aunt died at 44 of MS. Um, she actually knows. not far from Amarillo in Hobbs, New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, yeah. when
3: I, when I got the diagnosis, I was shocked because, um, I've always been a cyclist mm-hmm. and I used to spend the summers. My goal every summer was to get 200 miles a week in and that's how much I rode. And I used to ride to raise money for the MS Society, mm. the Cancer Society. I I'm, I have a ton of century rides under my belt. And my diet wasn't like my mother's. So, you know, she, I mean, she lived on Cokes and candy and she had a horrible diet. And the whole time I kept thinking, this has got to be your diet. This has mm. got to be your diet. So in some weird way, um, I benefited from her bad experience but um because it 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 just made me say question everything Mm -hmm. you know don't don't believe everything and you know I I do think there's a place for modern medicine I've seen modern Mm -hmm. medicine save some lives but I don't Mm -hmm. think it should be a way of life Mm -hmm. so I was I was angry when I started to um get the truth and so hopefully, you know, we can, yep. spread
1: the news, but... yeah, that's a, that's not an uncommon experience, right? So, yeah. um, you know, that's the beauty of physicians who en- really embrace both, right? You embrace conventional medicine, which absolutely has its place. And we're not doing yes. that at all. Um, but the first and, and, you know, of course, and sometimes in conjunction, should be lifestyle medicine, which, you know, primarily focuses on the whole food plant-based diet, sleep, exercise, stress, all these things that yeah. we ignore in this, in this world, in this society, because we've normalized yeah. chronic disease, like, oh, it's normal yeah. for you to be on meds. Wait, you're not on medicines? You're unusual. What's wrong with you? You know, so that's, yeah. that's kind of where we're at. Um, yeah. So I can understand the the frustration. That's fabulous. I got, all anyway, right, Really fun and difficult podcast for me because I have so many questions already. All right, <laughs> Mr. Carl, you're next up. Can you please share with us your story? Because you're, this is a good one too. Very good.
2: Well, uh, first, I just want to say to Kimberly, uh, we're avid cyclists too. And uh, I attribute cycling uh, to a big part of um, getting in shape and uh, losing a lot of weight, which oh, led me to uh, plant-based. That's so, awesome. Uh, Yeah, uh, congratulations. uh, Thank you. Um, When I was in my, well, never really ate well. I mean, there was no emphasis on eating well when we were growing up. Um, You know, we ate a lot of uh, meats and greasy fried and stuff like that. Um, Milk was supposed to be, you know, drink your milk. Well, I drank a gallon of milk a day sometimes. Uh, I drank a lot of milk. Uh, I drank iced tea, I would gulp it down, uh, big glasses of sweetened iced tea. Mm. Um, and when I was in my 20s, you know, I was in, you know, I always had good health and uh, everything was good. And, and I but the bad part about that is, in my mind, it's like, all right, I'm healthy, I can eat whatever I want. And uh, so in my 20s, um, you know, I drank a lot of beer, I played on five different softball teams. And, um, you know, you might say, wow, you, you know, you were exercising, but I more than compensated for any exercise I did afterwards, eating and drinking and, um, and then uh, had kids and the kids uh, coaching them and just going everywhere. And we'd always be going out to eat after their games and stuff like that. And uh, I blew up to about 230. I think I even got up to about 245 at one time but I wasn't paying much attention to my weight. But what started happening is I had uh, started to get up in the middle of the night. I had to go to the bathroom all the time. So I thought, boy, something's not right here. So I, got, I went to the doctor and the doctor said, uh, yeah, pre-diabetes, you know, you have to, you know, you have to start taking care of this. And uh, at first I was kind of like, yeah, I heard him, but, you know, I'm still in denial. It's like, pff, I can't get the diabetes, you know, but um, yeah, stupid. You know, when you look back, I, I'm thinking like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, when you're young, you know, you're so. uh um, I started trying to cut back on things, but I really wasn't serious yet um, until I went back. And then he said I had diabetes. So um, I stumbled on this book in the paper. They had an article on this this guy that lived in Bucks County, which I grew up in Pennsylvania. Mm. And I lived in Montgomery County and Bucks County was uh, right next to that. And there was a book uh, that this guy wrote. I read the article, and it really uh, intrigued me. you know I, I saw his book going there, and I said well, i gotta I gotta read this guy's book because he was he had done pretty much what I was doing. He was you know eating whatever he wanted, and he, you know he, he got high cholesterol, uh, mm-hmm. high blood pressure, and he had to do something. he didn't know what to do. and he he's working as a contractor or something, you know, fixing streets or something. And he stumbled into this health store and he (laughs) saw these kale chips there. And he started eating the chips and he really liked them. And so he started taking bags of chips and that's where he started his turnaround. And his book was uh, called Raw. And he started a, a, a kale chip factory that's a multi-million dollar business now. Brad's uh, Raw Foods I believe is what it's called. And he's got his uh, I see him down in Florida, you know, the the bags of uh, chips. But he pretty much talked in his book about 80-20, which mm-hmm. again, I it caught my attention because I love meat and I wasn't about to give up uh, the things I eat.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But when he when he presented it like that, he said you don't have to be a vegan or, you know, do 80-20. That's what I did. It's perfectly mm-hmm. okay to eat. So I started trying to do that. I started, uh, and, but what I did was I cut out uh, different things. I stopped mm-hmm. drinking soda, uh, cold turkey, and I drank a lot of soda before, and I just stopped. Then I stopped sugar altogether. I stopped all sports drinks. Then I started, th- this this transition has been over a lot of years and I did it at a slow pace, but knocking out the sugar is is big. Uh, Knocking out drinks, then I stopped fried foods. I don't, you know, I I would go to McDonald's, get a cheeseburger. Now I look at McDonald's, it's like, I go (laughs) in a grocery store, there's aisles in the middle. I I don't go anywhere near that. But I started getting uh, better because I was, uh, you know, I was cutting out the foods. Then I started cycling back in uh, 2011. And I, st- I was addicted to cycling. I started riding and I got uh, hooked on it. And I was trying to ride every day. I was riding with different cycle groups and we were doing 30 to 50 miles at a crack. I was going five to 10,000 miles a year. And that's when I started getting into shape. Mm-hmm. but I was still eating meat and I was still drinking but I did reverse the diabetes. Uh, I, I was on he had put me on metform and lipitor mm-hmm. and he had told me you can reverse this and that's when I started doing all that other stuff um, And I, I reversed it. I went in he said, you know your A1c is you know you're in range now that you don't You know you're no longer considered a diabetic. And uh, he said, so I'm going to cut your dose of metformin. I said, wait a minute, if I don't have it anymore, because I don't, my goal is not to take any medicine.
1: Right, right.
2: No. Um, so <laughs> he said, well, you know, you really don't have to take it. He was going to keep me on the medicine. And I said, uh, do I really need to take it? He says, no, you know, you don't really, if you feel comfortable, you don't have to take it. So I stopped. that. Yep. You know, um, and I kept riding and I and I, I, I was in good shape. Uh, I was down to, in the, my 180s uh, in weight. So then um, I started cutting back on cycling a little bit because I didn't want to kill my knees. I, 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 there was a lot of hills where I was. So I thought I might be riding too much. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I thought, you know, I don't want to lose, I don't want to have to get new knees and everything later in life. So maybe try, ride, you know, 30 miles a day instead of 50 and not <laughs> so many centuries um, and going up the hills and killing my knees. So I, um, I kind of slowed down on that a little bit. And uh, I, I, one of my neighbors said something about pickleball. Right? I didn't know what oh the heck it
1: was. Pickleball has <laughs> overtaken our house as well. My husband I husband is had
2: no idea what it was. And he says, he, <laughs> he sees me riding my bike and he and I'm coming back in the house because I ride early. And he's leaving for this pickleball. And he says, Why don't you play pickleball? I said, I don't know. And all I'm thinking is a bunch of old guys that can't move. And I'm like, I'm not gonna enjoy that. So he kept bothering me about not bothering me, but you know, he kept uh and the next year he sees me come like we came back from Florida and he and he says, You wanna play pickleball? I said, Oh, I don't know if I so he says, listen, why don't you just come out tomorrow? You know, you're not doing anything. Well, I went out there and now I'm hooked on pickle. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, in fact, I go to the beach with, uh, I have three people, a lot of people play and you keep switching
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, partners and everything while you're playing. And there's three guys that are 80 years old that play and they're good. They move around and one guy was a swimming coach at uh, it was Ryder. he's got his name on the side of of the building i mean this is how athletic a swim coach great shape but these guys they they always want to go to the beach they they call me and they say, where where are you on the beach and we sit around like a round table on the beach and we talk and the one guy is um a plant-based and we started talking my wife was having problems with irritable bowel syndrome and um high cholesterol and, and all these things so we started talking and I had, in, in the background, I had always wanted to be, to try to plant-based and I was getting more towards it. And as I take the steps, my palate changed and, and I start, and now I'm in a different place than I was back then. So now I was really ready to do plant-based. He started talking about it and he told us about the uh, documentary, uh, What the Health, mm-hmm. right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, was, yeah. we're, we're talking, we're picking his <laughs> brain and he, so we watched the, the thing and we, we decided to do it for 30 days. And I, I said, you know, I'm going to do it for, you know, for really to support her because she wanted to eat, eat better, but I wanted to try it. And I said, I'm not necessarily going to stay plant-based. I might, I might not. I want to see at the end of the 30 days and maybe uh-huh. I'll go back. We were eating bison meat at the time. We, we had whittled it down, the bison meat chicken. That's all we were eating. We cut all that out, felt great after after the uh, month and, and, and stayed with it. In fact, you know, he says you're still on it, right? You said, and I said, yeah. And he's all—he's really happy because he said he tells a lot of people about this. And he said you—you you two really uh, grabbed it and went into it and and, and, and kept doing it. So uh, mm-hmm. so now we've really uh, evolved to where it's almost been a year now. Awesome. And now, uh, I, I when 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 I when you told me about this uh, roundtable being on this, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give up alcohol until the day of the round table and see, uh, see what that does. Because even though I felt great and I was in good shape, um, you know, the alcohol, the weight fluctuates a little bit. And then, you you know, I'm I'm reading about the alcohol, which it's common sense. I mean, it's not really good for you.
1: No, but
2: but I'm thinking like, if I gave that up with this plant-based diet. So we pretty much gave it up for for the month. uh, And then, we started juicing. Mm. I didn't realize how great juicing is. So we replaced <laughs> the alcohol with juicing, and now after pickleball, we drink like eight to six. Well, about eight, eight to twelve ounces of a. a we make it right here. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! I never felt better in my life. Plant-based <laughs> uh, energy, clarity in the head, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I my my dream is to be a professional. Um, a senior professional pickleball
1: player. Okay. Yeah. So that's what oh, I'm trying yeah. to do. And
2: down in Florida, we're right, right there. I play in Naples all the time. So I'm oh. right around the pros and everything else. So that's the dream. <laughs> that's the goal. Oh
1: my gosh. Well, now I understand your connection. So Lex is in Denver, I'm in Colorado. When <laughs> we have Kimberly, is <laughs> in West Texas, and now it's the pickleball. So pickleball, my husband's name is Pat. We call him pickleball Pat because <laughs> It has literally overtaken our lives. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I know. It's, <laughs> it's addicting, just it's, like the cycling was.
1: It's yeah. I I I played a few times. I am busy trying to work work and run on a startup. He just like it's like he goes. I'm gonna go play. Football. I'm like whatever makes you happy, and he will do four <laughs> to six hours at a time, almost daily. I'm just like whatever makes you happy. <laughs>
2: Did four hours today.
1: And like right before yeah, actually, this. He, he went from eight to noon today. Yep. So eight to we're moving noon. that's to Cal- exactly yep. what
4: I, we
2: did.
1: There you go. And he watches pickleball, the champions, the different things on the floor. And he's like, Oh, that guy is that guy. I'm like, I have no idea who these guys are. <laughs> we're moving to California. He's like, they're literally pickleball ports, like two blocks away. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway, so fun. No, I love it that we're active and you found joy. So if everyone, I was just, um, unmute and we can just kind of do more of an interaction here. I think it'd be great. So these are great stories. As you guys can see, you've got really var- varied, uh, out, you know, ages, things that happen, different situations, but it all comes back to the common denominator is feeding our bodies with these amazing foods, right? So that always leads to the question that I always get asked. What are you eating day? Because if I don't ask you guys that, oh my goodness, I will be harassed. So please, who would like to go first? Lexi, you want to share what you're eating in a day?
0: Yeah, I can take it. And I also wanted to um, to kind of just follow up on some things that like Kimberly and Carl mm-hmm. said. Kimberly, you said that um, you had gone to, I think you said, 12 doctors. Um, I absolutely relate to that. I had gone to the doctor almost every month. They put me on more and more medicine. They told me that I needed to go on anti-anxiety medicine. I'm like, I'm not anxious. I'm sick. And now I'm also anxious. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me that you can't fix it um so that really really resonated with me and that is something that um some of the people that I work with um also um also have that that same difficulty um and I think it does for me it definitely took that kind of that leap of um I need to do this for myself. Like I I cannot listen to anyone else. This is what I need. Um, and that really resonated. And then Carl, I'm actually from Pennsylvania from Fulton County. So <laughs> there's another loop um, and I love juicing. So I'll, I'll do my, my daily routine. Um, Every morning I have between 16 and 32 ounces of um, lemon water. I just find that it's so refreshing in the morning, especially since I moved to Colorado. It's so dry Um, and then I do some sort of green juice and then I'll have a a really big smoothie after that. Um, So I'll do like two bananas, blueberries, spinach, um, sometimes herbs like cilantro. Um, I like dragon fruit mango I just do like a huge fruit smoothie or if I'm heading into the mountains I'm a really avid rock climber skier backcountry skiing trail running um, something that has really grown since I've healed it's been amazing Um, I'll have if I'm going to the mountains I'll have a big bowl of oatmeal with um, like chia seeds and blueberries raspberries bananas um, honey Um, and then for lunch I'll usually have either another smoothie if I'm like snacking on apples or dates or I, I prefer to stay like high raw because um, it makes me feel awesome but oftentimes I'll also just make like a rice and sweet potatoes or um, bread potatoes and curry or um, like a big buddha bowl with roasted veggies potatoes rice and like that Trader Joe's dill sauce that, that's so good <laughs> and then um, for dinner uh, usually more of the same I'll do uh I, I eat a lot of potatoes. I eat a lot of like squash, summer squash, steamed zucchini. Um, I really like to do like uh, pad thai or zucchini noodle pad thai. Um, yeah, and I've, I've gotten so many recipes. I have the plant-based athlete book that I get recipes out of. Um, Great book. Yeah, amazing mm-hmm. book, huge fan. <laughs>
4: um,
0: I like to try new recipes frequently, sometimes Um, And then for dessert, I'll have like mango parfait, or I eat just like so many apples, or sometimes I'll have some like dark chocolate. um, But, and then oftentimes I'll just like pick up a bag of those like veggie chips um, as well. When I'm traveling, I eat more processed food, but I found that the best I can do is just uh, eat as many like big, fulfilling like potatoes and lettuce and a whole plethora of colors of foods and then um, I really like what you said Carl about the 80-20 because I follow that as well if I'm eating like really well 80% of the time I can't I can't have that like food fear or get mad at myself for it uh, not being good enough um, that was really really important when I was healing especially from my surgery saying I'm never going to get better if I'm not perfect I can't have that chocolate I'm never going to get better That was a huge momentum for me to say, I'm crushing it. A year ago, I was eating four eggs for breakfast and toast and butter and bacon. And here I am, Mm. I'm thriving. Mm. Uh, So yeah, that's my, that's my day. That's fabulous. And it all sounds quite delicious
1: right around lunchtime right now. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Kimberly, what about you?
3: Well, it depends on where I'm at. Um, So I still fight Candida. Mm -hmm. So... And so sometimes something will set it off, even stuff like um, nutritional yeast will set it off. So if I'm trying to um, get rid of that, then I do all fruit. I'll start in the morning with um, grape lemonade, and then I'll do a huge fruit salad at lunch. And um, I I will add some nuts and some, um, some dates, a little bit of dates, Um, I have to cut out the oatmeal and and all that stuff, but if I'm training, um, then I start my morning with a big smoothie um, with about 75% kale and 25% fruit, chia seed, Um, and then for lunch, I'll have a big salad, uh, sweet potato, avocado. And then after training, I'll have some oatmeal and another smoothie usually. But I do a lot of plant-based cooking because um, when my daughter and I closed the shop, I had, we had a lot of people that approached me for a cookbook. And so, and when I was just in the middle and I was about to finish that up, when I discovered all of that was so bad. Mm-hmm. So I um, converted all of those recipes. Oh. And I, if I get hungry for... Um, you know, some something that was bad, like I was I used to be famous for my shepherd's pie. So I converted all of that. And so right now I'm trying to get all of my favorite recipes and all of those old converted recipes into a cookbook um, that we can, you know, can share with my friends and family and stuff like that. So plus I'll have it organized <laughs> in one piece. Yeah. But um, but if if I don't have if I'm not dealing with candida, I do really try to do the the 30 the variety of 30 different fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. in a month which is hard it's not easy I haven't I haven't made it yet I've, I've gotten to like 20 25 maybe mm-hmm. so um, you know I'm old so I'm still trying to repair my gut and repair all the damage that I did for you know 50 years so mm-hmm. it's, it might even though I'm not testing positive for anything
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, I can't I, I, unfortunately I cannot cheat or I get mm-hmm. sick Mm-hmm. So, but when I, when I, when, when my friends and family ask me questions, I always say ease into it. You'll be more successful. Um, don't try to be perfect because that's just not going to work. And, um, but, but for me, I, I have to stay really strict, like no sugar, no preservatives. I do all, I do all my own cooking now, which is, mm-hmm. it's not easy. You know to Mm -hmm. meal prep when you'd rather be out you know working in your garden or whatever it takes takes a lot of commitment and you really have to want it but Mm -hmm. i don't ever want to feel like i did before and i don't want to feel like this is not living i'm not living my life i'm not on my bicycle you know that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff so that's unfortunately where i am not unfortunate i'm very very lucky but Mm -hmm. i have one um tip for you carl And that yeah. is if you'll just ra- try raising your seat
2: just a little bit. You probably won't feel it in your knees so much. Well, I'm, not feel, I'm not feeling it in my knees. I'm just thinking if I keep going as hard because I go. I was doing 12,000 to 16,000 feet of climbing. Yep. And I, when I climb, I, I ride hard. and yeah. I just, just want to preserve, so I start. I laid off it a little bit more, you know. Okay.
1: Yeah. Save your energy for pickleball. <laughs>
2: Well, you know what? I gotta watch it with pickleball too, because that, that wears knees down. That's a hard surface.
1: And, and well, yeah. and there's a lot of twisting and turning actually. So yes. that actually may be harder on the knees. Um, so Carl, what are you eating in a day? Because you're active and I love that well, you're a guy I, too. So
2: I've pretty much am eating the same things and I've set uh, mm-hmm. Florida and, and uh New Jersey up. So now that the transition's the same. We, we're gonna we have everything we got a juice machine up here we got a a ninja blender up here Mm -hmm. Uh, so and i set the pantry up the fridge up because that's the most important thing you gotta you have to have your inventory's got to be all good Mm -hmm. stuff in there so you -hmm. don't go back to the other crap um but down uh down in florida and i'll mix the exercise in too um but I'm an early riser. I get up at four in the morning every day. No alarm clocks. I just, get that's the time I get up. I'm an early guy. Uh, I get up. I, I take uh, three supplements. I take uh, zinc, turmeric, and uh, B12. And I drink it with lemon water. Uh, I think Lexa, you said you, you drink that uh, lemon water on the empty stomach. I, I, I do that. And then uh, I'll have, now, now I'm drinking tea every day. I was drinking a cup of coffee, but now it's uh, Ilong tea every day. Uh, and then I ride the bike. It's about three quarters of a mile, it's a community gym. And I spend a half hour in there. Uh, I, I row for five minutes. And then I do these other, uh, like mid section, core section things uh, to keep the back loose for pickleball. Um, so <laughs> do that. I do about a half hour in there. And then I ride uh, 12 miles to Naples and I play for an hour and a half to two hours of pickleball. I try to limit it because of the knees now like I said I'm trying to preserve them it's not that they're hurting but um, playing four hours a day you know mm-hmm. I do start to feel it a little bit so
4: mm-hmm. the
2: reason I played today uh, is because my wife was playing and, and she wanted to play she took the day off so she wanted to play so I stayed as long as she did but my general thing is to play five games and be done I feel great mm-hmm. after that don't feel like I'm wearing it down then I drive to or I ride uh, my bike 12 miles home and uh, oh, I, before I go to the uh, gym, I eat steel oats with uh, blueberries, hemp, chia, flaxseed, bananas, blueberries, blackberries. It's a I fill that bowl up, and that's what I eat at like uh, six six. Uh, well, I leave uh, I leave for the gym about quarter to five, so about about four yeah. um, thirty. So then uh, when I get back, uh, I just started juicing about a month ago. I do the juice. And the juice has uh, celery, apples, lemon, kale, parsley, carrots, uh, I don't know if I'm forgetting anything, but you get the
1: <laughs> picture. Uh,
2: so, so I do that and then um, around 12, uh, kale, spinach, um, I'll either put tuna in it or beans or um, potatoes with uh, jalapeno peppers, I think I said kale, spinach, onions, tomatoes uh, and avocado. Mm-hmm. And uh, back to, uh, I think Lexi, you said you ate uh, eggs every day. I was eating three eggs and a half avocado every morning. And my mm-hmm. friend Al that w- that got me into the plant-based told me that's too much. Cause I was going to go back to eating eggs cause I felt great after eating eggs. That's mm-hmm. what I did before I went out and did exercise but now I'm off the eggs. So I'm not going back to them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Uh, around two anywhere from two to four o'clock we eat dinner and it's either salmon usually salmon like once a week uh, or pasta because I feel great with with the fish that's why I continue to eat fish because I've always felt good after a fish dinner and and it seems like my metabolism everything is good after that uh, and it's good for your weight but uh, salmon uh, once a week cod maybe once a week uh pasta or beans or potatoes for dinner and then don't eat anything else it, it's kind of an intermittent fasting that, that started doing and uh, it's not quite the 18 uh, what is it 16 hours you're supposed to uh, so sometimes it is uh but if we eat at four o'clock uh i'm getting i'm i'm eating again at four thirty the next morning um and then the rest of the day is uh you know, chill and, you know, get, get other things done. Um, and I did want to t- say that the plant-based athlete, uh, Lexi beat me to that one, um, mm-hmm. but that uh, getting ready for a pickleball tournament, um, I don't know where I saw the book, but mm-hmm. it really caught my eye. And I'm like, geez, you know, this, I should read this because and really get this diet in tune with what I do. Mm -hmm. And it was a great book, Uh, I really learned how to eat, leading up to you you might have to play anywhere from eight to 12 um, matches in in, in a tournament. Mm
4: -hmm. So you
2: need a lot of stamina and I play singles. So Mm -hmm. I'm really working so uh, I read his book and it really helped me out getting ready for tournaments and now I really think about, uh, I prepare the way I eat the day the night before the day of, and the week. leading into it oh that that leads me to one other thing um the only thing i drink now is uh cucumber water mm-hmm. because i didn't want to add things to my water um for, mm-hmm. for electrolytes So mm-hmm. uh, what what i do add is cucumbers i think you know uh, they, it, it provides electrolytes it's a hydration and uh we keep we 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 do zero water and we have a filtration system in florida we we filtrate the water and make sure that that's good and then i have a, a glass pitcher I, I i put fresh cucumber in there the fresh water and that's what we that's what we use we take it to pickle ball and everywhere else and uh,
4: mm-hmm. the only
2: other thing is is tea
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, elong tea in the morning
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, so that's pretty much it for me
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. well, so there's a quite a variety here and a different um activity levels. And so it really gives, you know, hopefully the audience some ideas of how they can fit this into their life if they haven't yet. So I would say, you know, another question that might be really helpful is to ask each of you, what advice would you give someone who's considering a
0: plant-based diet? Alexa? Sure. Yeah. And one thing to add as well that I left out, I, um, I'm a little bit like Carl. Um, Uh, so I don't eat gluten at all. I've cut that out. Um, I just realized my body is better without it. I do occasionally, I I also don't eat soy or try not to eat soy. Um, but I do sometimes have like venison or fish when I'm going out to eat, it can be really hard to find plant-based options. Um, so, um, oftentimes I'll do fish. Um, but to go into that, Going out to eat can be difficult. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of my advice. Um, especially, I'm 24. Most of my friends like are often out at bars, or you know, it can be hard when you're like traveling for work. I travel fairly often. Um, one thing I'll say is that it's actually getting a lot easier to find places um, that will serve plant-based food. It's also um, I found that I can ask. For example, if I'm out to dinner at a restaurant, I can say. Um, I have a, I have a dairy allergy or I, I also prefer not to eat eggs or gluten. Do you think you could, um, uh, ask the chef if he can make just like steamed potatoes and vegetables or something like that. That's been very helpful, especially at times when I was really, really deep in my healing. Um, another thing is I had some advice from a friend. I said, what do you say when people without sounding like, without being so preachy, like it's the best thing ever, why don't you do it? <laughs>
4: um,
0: she said I, I prefer to eat a plant-based diet, uh, cause it makes me feel really great and, and that's it. Um, that was one thing I really struggled with is, uh, having a good excuse and you don't need an excuse. You just need to know that nobody can make your body feel as good as you can by the decisions of what you put in it. Very good. Sage advice.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Kimberly?
0: Um, well, I'm
3: a mom.
1: So <laughs> I would say eat to
3: live, don't live to eat and just do the damn thing. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids because um, I want them to be healthy. So, awesome.
1: And how old are your kids?
3: They are 38 and 34.
1: And have they embraced the diet yet? Um, they've
3: gone plant forward. Um, okay. my, both of them um, will eat. My son is a huge fisherman, so of course he's going to eat his catch for sure, mm-hmm. but they're much more conscious now about eating fruits and vegetables. My daughter, um, she wanted me to get the, the COVID vaccine, and I said no, mm-hmm. and she said, and then you know she came at me with these um, teary eyes, and she said, I really want you to get the COVID vaccine, and I said, I tell you what, I will get it if you'll go plant-based for mm-hmm. six weeks. And she said, I'll do it. And she did it. So um, she appreciates it a lot more than she did nice. before she did it because she's also very athletic. And um, mm. she drinks a lot of beet juice to get her mm. through you know, those intense um, workouts. So, yeah, she appreciates it a lot more. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I, I honestly, I know for sure being preachy does not work. Mm. Um, being um, arrogant doesn't work. So I, I don't, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just joking, you know, when I say I oh, want my kids to do the damn thing, but um, <laughs> that, that has never worked for them. So I just, all I can do is walk the talk. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, when I'm out among friends or whatever, I don't cheat, there's always a way to get a salad. There's always a way to get a bean burrito or, you know, whatever there, there is a way to do it. You just mm-hmm. kind of have to plan a little
1: bit ahead. Yeah, I haven't eaten meat or dairy in 10 years when I've traveled all over the country. I've been to Africa. You've gone in the middle of nowhere land. So yeah, yes. no, you absolutely can. Um, it's just a matter of planning. And um, I've just for myself, uh I have no desire to eat animal products because for me, it was started out just as a, not from health reasons, but just because a patient switched to a plant-based diet from my suggestion to give up meat and dairy because she wasn't feeling well, just because she said meat and dairy upset her stomach. And what ended up happening was in 30 days when she came back, her daughter who was 16 actually removed the food from her (laughs) diet as well to support her mom she stopped two ADD meds on her own. And that started oh. me in the rabbit hole. Yep. Oh awesome. Yeah. And so it went down that uh, track and then I had a lupus patient that I worked with um, about two weeks later. And she did phenomenally well in a matter of weeks. And yes. I went home overnight and cleaned out everything with three wow. teenagers and my husband and went plant-based and never looked back. And so now the kids took up their own time, but at home we were plant-based. I said, if we go out, you guys do what you want. Um, but over yes. time they all... I've moved to that plant-based stuff, but yeah, but I haven't had meat or dairy nor fish or anything like that in 10 years. So it's very, it's very possible. And I've lived all over this country and traveled all over the place. So absolutely you can. But I totally can appreciate the difficulties and trust me, it was much harder a decade ago. Um, But now, yeah, you can find good stuff anywhere and people, they love to actually, they Mm -hmm. entertain. I've been in a steakhouse in Chicago and I said, there was no plant-based, like, forward restaurants where i was and i was on foot and i sat down i was like you know what i know they have broccoli and a potato <laughs> so <laughs> i asked them, i was like i don't eat meat or dairy as i'm sitting underneath literally a steak knife plaque on the walls like you know of different customers who have yeah. big steaks <laughs> like an amarillo like the big steak challenge yeah and uh yep and so they brought me they were so tickled they brought me this huge thing of the most fresh vegetables and this wonderful sweet potato so, Honestly, some of my best meals were in a steakhouse. So, um, yeah, yes. absolutely. So I agree with you. Yeah, you you can yeah. it's it's up to you, and you know you can embrace as much of it or as little as you want. But every step forward and closer to a hundred percent is absolutely where you'll see the the significant. Well, I was rate.
3: in Rapid City, South Dakota, and they have oh, this one. Well they have one, one um, vegan option, and mm-hmm. so I just said, "Okay, I'll take this," and he said are you going to eat that? And I said, well, that's my option. He said, no, no, no. He said, we have plant-based um, chefs in the kitchen. I'll bring them out. And so you should have seen what I got. Oh my and gosh. It was delicious. But sometimes if people just say, you know, hey, um, I'm plant-based, mm-hmm. there's probably somebody in the kitchen that can't wait to, you mm-hmm. know, serve up. Nice. Mm-hmm. yeah Yep. And but that's
1: embrace like Ethiopian and all these different other types of foods, you know, uh, other God. cultures, they're delicious. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I will say, um, I've lost some friends though, mm. you know, cause I'm in Amarillo, Texas.
1: That's true. That's and,
3: um, I, you know, I did, I did get plant-based certified and I posted my certificate on, uh, Facebook and that second, there were about 10 people that were like delete 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 really yeah cuz they're in the they're in the cattle industry oh,
1: and so interesting
3: yeah and um, and some of my friends they're just they're they oh. then, even though I say, you know you get whatever you want we can go to a mm-hmm. steakhouse if you want i can find a salad or like you said a potato
1: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. things are a little different mm-hmm. so i mean it, it's fine
1: but i mean You know, honestly, at this point I find it entertaining to see those who will engage in conversation about it and those who won't. Um, As a physician, I have a little bit more weight um, Mm -hmm. in the sense of what I'm saying in my experience. I mean, I have literally started a company and sold it <laughs> It's all about yeah. providing plant-based medicine. And so, you know, this really, it's an interesting conversation uh, amongst people. Mm-hmm. Most people are just curious and you just share with them your story. And honestly, yeah. your stories of all of you are, are just phenomenal. And then just sharing, you know, the delicious food on your plate, they see these mm-hmm. beautiful colors. They're like, that's so intriguing. The eyes are drawn to those colors and the textures and the tastes. And so, and I find it's not too hard to at least have people move in that direction. Maybe it may take them a while to fully embrace it, but it is really fun to see people get better. But absolutely, sure. but but Carl, please share with us your advice for anyone thinking about embracing a plant based. diet. Oh, uh,
2: Kimberly mentioned beets, and it, and I, I forgot to mention that's that goes into my juicer too. And beets, Fantastic. I didn't want to leave that out because that uh, that's a great food. Oh yeah. Uh, my my, I had success. Uh, over a length of time and mm-hmm. my advice would be, because I'm telling you, I, you would have never thought that I'd ever be plant-based, but <laughs> if you, if they start, and it's tough when they're younger, um, you, you, you get a little better with this stuff as you get older, but um, you start with one thing at a time and you do it step-by-step. Step. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm in a different place than I was back then. And the reason I'm in a different place is because my whole lifestyle has changed. And now is, is, it's pretty much based around what I eat and, and, and exercise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it started out with sugar was the biggest thing. Everybody, you know, it's addicting. You get rid of sugar, everything changes. And once mm-hmm. you get that out of your system, and I'm telling you, they, they brought me a Coke one time. When I was out with my uh, my sons after a baseball game, and I was talking to them, and I didn't realize they brought it. I told them unsweetened iced tea. They brought a, a a soda, and I'm talking, and I just I went to taste it, and I took one sip, and I was like, Oh God, yeah! I mean, this is something I used to love. So, you know, your palate changes, your mindset changes, everything changes, but one thing at a time. And 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 uh, you know, you you're not going to go from eating meat every day and eggs every day to plant-based like that. It just doesn't, in my mind, that, that's not mm-hmm. gonna be successful.
4: Mm-hmm. But if
2: you give up one thing at a time, give it, you don't have to wait a year before you give the next thing off, give it a month with this thing and then add something else and then something else. And then eventually you're gonna be in a place where you're, you want, I was ready to go plant-based. I was ready. I mean, cause that's where I was in life. And it was easy to go to go plant-based. In fact, I'm not having cravings to go back. Uh, mm-hmm. So that would be my advice. Take it one step at a time. And there's no rushing. Don't treat it. I'm on a diet like there's some kind of reward at the mm-hmm. end. You know, this is your diet. You're not on a diet. This is your diet. This is what you eat every day. Mm-hmm. and They have to get that mindset. It's very important. And uh, if they do things that way, it'll last.
1: Mm No, 100%. The mindset is absolutely key. I tell people, you know, so much is occurring in this mass between your ears. It's literally three pounds. will dictate the quality of your life, the length of your life, (laughs) so many things.
2: (laughs) It's two things. Uh, You know, I tell people this all the time. It's diet and exercise. There's no way of getting around it. That's how you have to do it. Now, you can make it easier. By the way you do it but there's no you know there's no magic pill anywhere this is what you have to do you have to do those two things they work hand in hand if you do those two things and you do it correctly none of this I'm going to do it for 30 days even though I said I did plant-based but I was already in a you know I was just doing it as an experiment Um, but uh, you know if you do it that way you will be successful, and you know. Try stop trying to take shortcuts. Change your lifestyle. Eat. Get get your kitchen set up so you don't have all that all that uh, you know st- stuff that's going to mess you up in your in your closet. Because everybody has weak points. You're having a bad day. You're hungry. Uh, usually, when you're not doing anything, is when you break down and you're like, oh man, I really am hungry." Now mm-hmm. you can get hungry. But if you don't have it in your house, you're probably going to say, nah, you know, skip it. I, I'll get through it. But if it's in your house, you're going to have that day. You're going to open it up and there's the Doritos. And that's, that is really tough when you have kids. because, <laughs> Yeah, because they're in, it's in the house. You're not going to stop, uh, you know, feeding them everything and, and and expect them to be fully plant-based. At least I didn't, you know. Maybe you could It That's pretty easy.
1: I put it all in the garbage can. We didn't have a lot of that processed stuff, but honestly, I, I was raised in a home that like you'll eat what's there. And I was in the military. I was like, listen, this is what you guys got. So they never questioned me, honestly, because we I didn't run a militant house. I've got great kids, but I was like, yo, dude, I am busy. I'm a physician. I was in the military. I had three kids in medical school. This is what you got. So that was easy for me because I felt like I was you know, my husband, he's, he's happy to eat whatever. is on in front of him. He's like, whatever. But the, but the kids, I, I really had no problem. Like, listen, I have to raise you and teach you these healthy habits. So what's in this house is what is going to be best for you. And I, and I was happy to educate them about that. So I had no problem throwing out whatever, what little bit we had, but we didn't have a lot of sugar. We didn't do sodas, that type of thing. So yeah, I, I but I, I do hear you. Some people do struggle with the kids and especially if they're older, but mine was 13, 13, 15 and 18. Yeah. But I said, you know, when you guys go out, you'll do what you want. I'm not going to say, you know, follow you around like a helicopter parent, but I will tell you what's here is what you're going to get. And it's going to be healthy food. I did allow them to give me, you know, (laughs) interesting feedback. I upped my game in cooking, right? It's like, you tell me if this is good or bad. And they rejoice when they could tell me it was horrible, but when they would go back for seconds, I'm like, well, something's working here. you know. And that was just my challenge. We had a lot of fun, but, uh, but really it is a matter of your own personal dynamics, your spouse, if they're supportive or not. Absolutely. It's it. Everyone's household is different, but I, I do encourage patient parents to, to try to own as much of that as they can, especially if they're little, you know, they don't need, why would you feed anyone you love the junk food that made you sick? That makes no sense to me as a parent or a physician. And so, you know, it's hard to hear but gosh, you know what? You're teaching these kids the foundations of their health and we have 20% of our edu- of kids now who are obese and they're hitting diabetes in their early teens. Sometimes, you know, I've seen a 12-year-old with type 2 diabetes. It's a big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, if
2: I had it to, if I had it to do over again, I, I would definitely yeah because yeah. i was eating that way back then and yeah. i didn't real yeah everybody hears that this stuff's good but yeah until you you, you actually start really focusing oh on it.
1: i get it i get it nobody thinks about nobody teaches you in medical so i mean these so are you get sick yes <laughs> i appreciate it a hundred percent yes we're all in our struggles and there's gosh you know i wish they could have given us a manual on parenting <laughs> it would have been really easier, you know, but, uh, but as the kids grow, you know, I got one that's a physician herself. Now she's in her own family medicine residency in Boston. She's plant based. She's going to share and change thousands of lives because I hope that I had some part of pushing her to understand and listen. And you know, she was 18 when we started this and she was like, oh, <laughs> you do what you want, mom. I like my cheese. I'm like, well, let's talk about cheese. <laughs> you know, the boys are a little easier. They were home for a little bit longer, but, um, no, it's just, it's, I totally appreciate that. I love talking to parents about this, but my favorite one though, I had a, <laughs> I had another physician tell me, we were talking, I was asking him if, you know, is your whole family plant-based? And I knew he had a couple of kids I didn't know how old. And he goes, well, yeah, but the kids are still struggling. They're doing their thing. I was like, oh, really? I'm thinking they must be teenagers, right? Because they can have access to a vehicle and go drive or earn their own money. And it's like, I still held it. They're like four and six. i was like wait a minute wait a minute who's running the house here is it you or the kids because he's like well we don't want to deal with them I was like listen you're a physician number one you're a plant-based physician number two number three they are they're not even entering primary school yet i was like why are you allowing them to eat these foods that are going to cause addiction and lead them down the path of this processed foods and i was like and he's like you're absolutely right. I'm like, yeah, come on, man. So, you know, I just harassing him, but you know, but that, that's, that's kind of where I feel like I, we need to kind of just push the boundaries and question people and ask them. So, but you know, I love that uh, all your stories and your experiences and I love the different approaches. Cause I feel like you said, not everyone's going to see it, have the same journey. A hundred percent. I've seen this over thousands of patients, but um, it's also fun to to connect with other people in different parts of the country who share the same mission and desire and just want to see people get better. So I think that's fabulous. <clears throat> but any final words you guys would like to say? Thank you for your time. I know I've already taken you over here an hour. <laughs> You're all good? Excellent. Ah, great. Excellent. Well, continue enjoying your pickleball. I will look for your name in the senior championship. I will let my husband know.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little time might take me a year.
1: All right, that's all right. That's okay. I feel like you would be the one who could actually achieve that for sure. And Lexa, maybe we'll
0: run into you in Denver. Maybe we could set something up to meet in person. That would be fantastic. That would yeah. be wonderful. And Kimberly and um, Carl too. This is so motivating. I'm so grateful to have spoken with you all, and Lori. This is yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. Yeah, and Kimberly,
1: awesome. really, if I'm ever back in West Texas, I'm not sure when that'll happen. I will definitely <laughs> look you up, and we can go and harass some chef at a, a restaurant. So we have two plant based meals, please.
3: <laughs> it, would, it would be great if all four of you would pass through and you know, stop. Yeah. Maybe we can have a, a meeting sometime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, if you're ever, awesome. I'm going to be in uh, Mission Viejo, California, so it's south of LA working. And if you guys are ever in Southern California, please check us out. So this is great. So yeah. thanks, everyone. I really appreciate your time. Um, and thank you again. And this, I, everyone listening, please, uh, you know, Share this with someone. I'm sure there's somewhere, someone here. we've got different life experiences, different illnesses, different you know philosophies, different parts of the country. Surely somewhere, if there's someone that you really want to share these stories with, please do and check us out at mora, mora.com Sign up for our waiting list. Um, we're working on building our uh, circles or our groups in Florida. Ohio and Texas right now, and we will be accepting insurance. So we're working in that very, very quickly. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go though, please hit the subscribe and alert buttons so you don't miss out on any of the amazing content we're working so hard to provide you. We upload a new episode of Health & Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus every Friday. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. If you're looking for amazing resources to help you start and sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, or anything wellness, we got you covered there too. Because at Mora, we actually provide physician-led support groups to help people live happier, healthier lives free of metabolic disease. Don't forget to check out our website at mora.com. And thanks again for watching.